I realized only after having children that I was a control freak. <laughs> the essential podcast this is tommy barco with barco financial and today we're going to talk about four things you cannot control these are specifically related to retirement and your financial future this is something we talk about a lot as part of our process got matt here to discuss it as always what's going on man nothing much tommy excited to cover this topic i think it kind of was born of the podcast previous podcast earlier in the year where we talked about things that you can control in retirement. so That's right. We wanted to start the year with something a little more optimistic and positive, put you in control. But, hey, there are things that people concern themselves with that they cannot control. Are you ever guilty of that, Matt? Not too often. <laughs> I actually gave, I gave all that up about four years ago when I used to just be so angry in traffic, and I realized, you know, why, <laughs> why am I mad? It's... It's uh, it really hit home actually. This is a short, hopefully a shorter story than it seems like in my head. But we were driving across country and we were on a two lane highway, and it's seventy sixty five miles an hour. And I passed everybody, and I compared it mm. do the drive off, and I compared it to other drives, and it made a difference of less than five minutes. And that's when I realized <laughs> in my mind that it's not even worth it to pass it, even if you're not going you know seven miles an hour over an hour drive is nothing. So that's when I that's when I lost all my driving anger issues and, and started to just let go. Yeah. I remember you telling me that and that's pretty cool. I I realized only after having children that I was a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> and it I didn't become one at that time. It just is that's when it became obvious. And so it's something I have constantly worked to improve in my life. There are some things that it's super easy for me to shrug off, but I have found that and this is just a personal story as well, but because of all the things I can't control and that I just kinda let go and don't worry about, it makes me kinda overdo the things that I feel like I can control, which at this time in life is my children. <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, part of their reason for being given to me by God was to teach me that we aren't in control of very much at all. But hey, if you want something positive, listen back to the first podcast of this season and you can get some ideas on some things you can't control. But all that aside, you know, when we talk about achieving a work optional lifestyle or financial independence, we say you have to remain focused on two things. The first one is what matters, and that's where the family occupation, recreation, and money comes in, right? We've talked about that before. Won't go back into it today. The other thing you have to remain focused on is what you can control. But usually when we say that, we talk about how we can stay focused on that, we highlight all of the things that are usually in the headlines or whatever at that time that you can't control. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, and we've got four just to kind of keep it simple. The first one is the market. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you pay attention or what you worry about, what you hear, you can't control how the market performs. None of us can, right? Even This causes anxiety for people. Even, this, even the smartest of us, like Sir Isaac Newton, as we talked about, I think, in our first <laughs> season, where he lost yeah. a ton of money by trying to yep. predict and, and essentially guess. The emotions got involved, and 
all the trends can be there, all the evidence can have been presented and lead you to a conclusion that things are going to go one way or the other, but you're probably wrong. So this can cause anxiety for some people that do like to be in control or that have maybe not taken control earlier in life and are playing a little catch up. We see that often. But in the long haul, over time, the market has always averaged these positive returns. So all these ingredients are put together in a certain way, but it's the crock pot, Matt. It takes time. Slow and steady wins the race. And you have to be patient and just not panic. So the thing to keep in mind here is in 5, 25, 35, however many years from now, or even after you're, you're gone and your money is passed on, you're really not going to be concerned with what the market does over the next five weeks here in 2020 or what it did in 2019. All those are just little blips on your long-term journey, on your radar of long-term financial success. So make informed decisions, partner with somebody that can give you sound advice and guidance, but all of the value comes with usually the things that we can surround the investments with. And most people aren't invested directly in the market anyway, even if they think they are. So Lots of things to talk about around there, but just to get it out right out of the gate, you can't control the market. Well, I think one thing that that can maybe help if you are apprehensive about and not sure what will be going on when this airs in the market, because you never know, Mm -hmm. but it helps to zoom out. We're starting to be programmed to look at the day. Every single day, they tell you things are up, things are down, things are up, things are down. But if you zoom out, there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs. But the trend, if, you, if you're if you looking out, and maybe this kind of skips into the next category, is over time, things grow. Right. And this isn't, uh, the market is not bamboo, does not shoot up in, you know, mm-hmm. a foot in a day. Uh, so right. you just have to put that into perspective. Yeah, for sure. And that leads us to number two, which is another thing you can't control is the unexpected. So we talk about this a lot with critical life events or critical financial events. These are these decisions, these things that will impact us in life, good and bad, and they just happen. Some of them you can plan for. Some of them you can prepare for. Some of them will just completely take you by surprise. So the perspective here with what you were just talking about, of you know, kind of zoom out is nobody's going to care in 25 years when they're trying to figure out how to pay for their long-term care, what the market did the third week of February in 2020, right? That's just a small piece of the puzzle. And it's, again, it's out of our control. So these events are out of our control. And that's why it's important to start saving, investing, planning, preparing as soon as possible. So then you're better prepared for the unexpected, for the emergency, for the change in plan. So many of the goals, financial goals that people plan and prepare for are moving targets, So they may work longer because they're satisfied in their job or they're still healthy, or they may retire sooner because of a layoff or because of an illness. And that's it's you're still retiring or changing your status from, you know, working for income to living off your nest egg for income. But when it happens, you know, who knows, right? There are things that are going to impact that decision over time that we just can't predict. Well, it's kind of like, if you rewind 30 years, maybe you had an unexpected kid. And that definitely changes your finances. Now, it's a, obviously a yep. different time in your life, but you probably made it work. And if you end up 
getting laid off and being retired early, I'm sure you can make it work as well. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. So, you know, being laid off is usually undesirable, but having an unexpected child is a joy, right? It's a gift. So these critical financial events, and we've emphasized this before, and we talk about them all the time, and like just because the word critical is there doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. You know, it's turning 60, buying the vacation home, having the child, you know, relocating. All those things can be good and enjoyable, but they're just monkey wrenches in the plan, right? And the more you're in trying to be in control, the more those things will wreck you and derail you. So it's just preparation, resign to the fact that there are unexpected events that will occur, and plan for them as best you can. The third one, it kind of falls in line with this. Obviously, all these are out of our control, but it's something people think about less than they should, and it's inflation. So we can't control it, but the fact is things are going to cost more in the future than they do now, right? The longer you've been alive, the more evidence there is that that is true. I love all the stories from grandparents that, you know, about the price of bread and gas and all those things, you know, years and years ago. And it's the same for us. I think we'll be talking about technology or, you know, how much it used to cost to get, you know, an Uber ride or a DoorDash delivery or some of these <laughs> things that are going to just skyrocket in price over time if they, they stay around. Amazon Prime. I remember when Amazon Prime was $79 and it's 500 you know, in the future or whatever. <laughs> Healthcare costs, all those things. So inflation averages around 2%. It's right around there right now. It's been a little lower. It's been a little higher in the past 10 years. The fact is we can't control it, so you just have to invest at a rate that's higher than inflation. And this is the big place to draw a contrast, we'll get into the weeds a little bit, between saving and investing. So generally speaking, saving is for emergencies. Investing is to grow your money. If you're just saving, it's going to be at a rate probably comparable to inflation. When you add some taxes into that, you're going backwards. You've got to have a plan. You've got to be investing got to manage your risk, all those things. But your money won't be worth as much in the future, so you're going to need more of it. Tell me, what's the lowest you remember gas being? 99 cent. 99? I think I remember paying 75. And you're way older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I re- when I started driving, it was like it was less than a dollar, oh, but I, it was close. I'm thinking of when my folks were filling up uh, the tank, like 75 cents is what I remember. Yeah, I guess I didn't pay attention, but when it was coming out of my pocket or <laughs> going into my car, I, I do remember it was uh, $0.98.99. Cent. So what's the highest you remember gas being? Ooh, I remember I had my first job, um, and it was a job where you drive around to businesses, and you had to pay for your own gas. And I think it was 369 maybe it was was it did it ever get to four dollars i'm trying to think if it got to four i i remember paying mm-hmm. 350 or something and i was like i i can't even i'm either going to eat or pay gas this is not a good deal right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i remember we were i was on the west coast for a trip and i remember taking a picture of the four dollar gas price it wasn't that, that much here in at home but it had gotten that high out in, on the west coast filling up a rental car. I was like, whoa, it was pretty substantial. So that's an anomaly, right? The supply has increased. Maybe the demand has went down. It's changed. Gas prices were able to come down, but they're still way higher than they were 15 years ago or, you know, when we started driving. Yeah. Well, I think we're in, so we're in an interesting spot too, where technology continues and the commoditization of everything. Mm-hmm. 
tends to bring things down. I was, um, we got a new TV recently, and I remember when I bought the old TV, it was an LED. It was like the first LED. It was $1,500 or something like that. It was crazy. And mm-hmm. now the best TV, you get a really nice TV for two-thirds of that. Um, you get that yeah. same TV for like 200 bucks in the main aisle at, at Walmart. So mm-hmm. technology is kind of like fracking, I think, is helping with the oil yeah. demand, you know, supply and demand. So That's for sure. Inflation will erode that purchasing power, but we can't control it. If you'd planned on paying more for gas and it came back down, then that's a good thing, but something that you can't control. Yep. Well, and kind of on the same lines of supply and demand, we can go to number four, which Mm -hmm. is Social Security. So this is going to be icing on the cake for a lot of people. You can't count on it. You don't know exactly how much it will be. You don't know what the laws are and ages and rules around social security are there is a prevailing conversation around its sustainability the experts that i have consulted with seem to think there are small changes that can be made that will give it a lot of life so we're not trying to scare anybody here by any means you just shouldn't count on it or plan for it to be the main source of income and this is true no matter what, because we want to be able to rely on ourselves and be in control of what we can and not have to be subject to things that we can't control. You know, Social Security is money we're forced to pay in. If we get it, it'll be icing on the cake. It's nice to have, but just don't make it the core of your retirement income plan. Well, and at some point in the past, you could think about somebody who was ready to take Social Security and then changes happened and they increased the age. Yeah. You don't know whether that's going to happen or not in the future, but if it does, it's, I mean, it's happened before. So, you know. Yeah. And this is where we provide some unique perspective. You know, we have clients of all ages that range the spectrum. So we're working with people retiring right now or people that are have been work optional but are becoming eligible for Social Security. And I don't think any of them would say that it is enough and all they hoped and thought it would be. It may be enough <laughs> to provide their needs, right, uh, which I guess you'd say is okay, but it doesn't provide access for them to take trips or to dote on grandkids or all these other fun things that they want to do. It may allow them to pay for prescriptions and power and a cell phone and those kinds of things, but nothing else. So the pyramid has been flipped upside down. And what I mean is it used to be that the floor of anybody's retirement plan, like if you had a triangle or a pyramid and divided into three, the bottom foundational third would have been social security. The second layer would have been a pension and third would have been the retirement savings. And now this is basically upside down. So now we got the pyramid upside down, right? It's like an arrow pointing down. And the top foundation, you know, the top layer is now what you save, what you invest, the 401k, the things you put in IRAs, all those things that are going on property, real estate, everything you're doing on your own. And then Social Security or pension. And then the smallest piece would be Social Security or pension. That place, they keep kind of taking each other's place because pensions are just going away faster and faster. Uh, There aren't very many options anymore for 
pensions provided to people by companies currently. The game has changed, and you know, again, those things are out of our control. Things that people used to rely on, those rules have been updated, changed, eliminated. Surprise, surprise, right? Important to be aware of it, important to plan and make informed decisions around that, which is our whole thing. We want people to have all the information and do the financial planning so they can make, make informed decisions about how much they invest or where they plan to live or when they take Social Security. But the key takeaway is it'll be nice to have, but just think about it as icing on the cake to what you do and plan for on your own, the thing that you can control. Well, Tommy, one thing we can control is the uh, length of this podcast, and we've hit our four Come things. <laughs> Why don't you uh, summarize them real quick and then uh, close it out? You read my mind. I knew as soon as you said that <laughs> that you were gonna you were gonna jab me below the belt there. We want, do want to keep it essential though for you. In, in summary, we talked about four things that you can't predict, change, or influence, and that is the market, critical financial events or unexpected events in life, inflation. And finally, if, how much, or when you'll take Social Security or if you'll get it. Feel free to reach out with any questions around any of these topics, including this one. And until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.